Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that I got a Again, with your, Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, and it's like therapy, you know. If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. You know, tell your whole podcast. Yeah. So, who are we talking about today, Matt? Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. In this episode, I interviewed Lindsay Foreman. We talked about her new podcast called Consciousness on Tap. That's going to be on rockfin.com, which is super exciting. Really uh, happy to see she's gotten on uh, Rockfin, you know. Hey, Rockfin, answer our emails, emails, emails. But anyways, uh, it was a great conversation with Lindsay. I think, uh, you know, she's going to be definitely a reoccurring guest on the show. This is our first reoccurring guest. Um, Episode 16, her first appearance was episode 6. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy the conversation. It was a good one. And uh, be sure to go check out her new podcast, Consciousness on Tap. The receiver for the frequency that was being omitted, not, yeah. you know, and then the people that are sitting there like scoffing at them and sort of making fun of them who are supposed to be helping them were just on a whole real shitty frequency. Yeah. I didn't have a receptor for that kind of uh, information. So who gives a shit about like I honestly think everyone should take their mask off and stop where it like stop paying their taxes and you know just say fuck you you know because until people realize that the power like lies within themselves and they're a lot more powerful than they've been led to believe then I think that people are just gonna go along just trying to do the best they can with the trauma that they're carrying. All right, with me today is Lindsay Foreman. Lindsay, how are you today? I'm doing great. Doing great, and you were just telling me about a new project you have in the making, uh, maybe a podcast or a video series, right, called Consciousness on Tap. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, like I was telling you earlier is, uh, you know, Spirit Junkie, my podcast Spirit Junkie just kind of came to me really fast and I'm not a tech person at all. Uh, I was just bumbling my way through 
you know, I could record myself, but just figuring out how to transform files and send them and all this stuff has just been a process. And I think I told you on other episodes, it's like, I didn't even know for the first couple interviews that one of the microphones wasn't working. I just don't know how technology works. And, you know, so I just sort of threw it up there, you know, and, and just kind of was going along and, and telling people my process while I was in it, which is kind of how I live my life. And um, I also, though, like, I guess some steps into doing Spirit Junkie, I really wanted to, I just envisioned this kind of other, more polished, more, I guess, not on a whim podcast, but a little bit more planned out and a little bit more um, detailing about really like how to heal yourself and techniques um, going through I'm kind of cryptic about my childhood because, you know, I don't necessarily um, want it to be a, like, I don't want to come across as that I'm like a victim of my childhood. I feel like we all experience levels and I really feel like what I went through has allowed me to really understand what I'm here to do, you know? Yeah. And so bringing that and really incorporating that and going into detail on consciousness on tap. Um, and like you, you know, like you said, I've Googled spirit junkie because after I posted some of my podcasts and then I would like Google myself to see where, you know, if it ever, if it came up and if I linked it right and all this stuff, I spirit junkie is not a very original name, which is fine. Um, but I'm sure it is confusing because um, I know that other things come up. And when I was also starting the podcast, I was just kind of linking it to trying to get it out there and not really knowing how, which until you told me how, which was amazing. So there is like this other podcast that's mine that has different artwork and there's only two episodes on it. <laughs> well, thank you for alleviating any confusion on the listener's part. I'm yeah, sure I, confused listening to me. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's original, but it's definitely authentic to who you are. You know, I think all yeah. art is stolen to some degree. Like uh, there's not enough for everyone to be original. So, but yeah, in the interest of uh, getting your name out there on a search engine, changing to consciousness on tap, that definitely will set you apart from the rest. But uh, right. you, you mentioned how... <clears throat> seems like things kind of came together for you in this past year. And I can say I've had the same experience. I think 2020 was uh, an amazing year in a lot of respects. And at the same token, it was a pretty tough year for a lot of people. And, um, you know, Ross Ben on a recent episode of the Higher Side Chats was talking about how 2020 was a year where there wasn't a lot of conflicts in the astrological charts so things were kind of just flowing in one direction a lot more than normal you know and what that says to me is would it make sense that those who run the world and do this kind of ritual magic to spark the pandemic and other crazy psyops don't you think that they would use a year like this with the least amount of friction to get their agendas through too, you know? So like folks like you and me, we've had, ex 
we've experienced success because we understand how to manifest. We understand how to control our vibration, our frequency, and not let things get the best of us. So this is a year where so many people were probably overwhelmed. I mean, having to wear a mask, having to uh, see the news and all the pan pandemonium in the news in people's cities and then having to stay in the house, locking down, you know. So to me, when I look at things from a larger scale, I'm like, oh, wow, 2020 probably was uh, magical, right? That was obvious. But if the elite knew that, then what was going on with their plans? You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Just the thought. What do you what do you think about all that? Yeah, well, I mean, for me, um, this happened way before 2020. I think, like, I've always thought the world was insane. I've always <laughs> thought the world was sort of a projection of, like, a mental illness. But on the same token, like, I've also seen, like, the amazing, miraculous, like, magical beauty that it holds as well. Like, the, the duality of that. And I feel like for 2020, like, it was a lot for me, like, not I told you so, like, you deserve this, I've been you know, but I just, it wasn't a surprise to me. And it allowed me to be able to see other people's reality sort of melting in front of their eyes. And trying, for me, it was, instead of being arrogant or upset, it was like, a learning ground for me to gain compassion for what's going on for people. And um, I think the elites are always kind of sucking. And I don't know what, you know, my, like, I'm not married to any one thing of what it is, but I know it's nefarious and I know that it's dark and I don't subscribe to that. And I'm not, I used to be very afraid of that kind of energy and that kind of um, like a reality that that could be possible. Um, and I actually used to be, you know, in a lot of ways, like tormented by it, which is what I kind of use to get strong, you know, and, and like harness my own power and realize that I like, I think I've said this before to you. It's like, if they were as strong as they say they are, they wouldn't have to do all this magic and all of this smoke and mirrors and all of this projection of like false realities and narratives to control everybody. But they understand that, you know, disrupting people's frequency and their nervous centers and through what they see, what they eat, what they hear, what they feel and what they feel like um, they're connected to is in mass disruption. And uh, I don't remember what the question was, but, you know, I think that it's like gives people the exactly what they need to wake up, whether they're going to do that or not is their choice. And that's kind of the part where I've had to move out of being upset and more like firm in what I believe in, but also have like hold space for compassion too, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think you answered my question. I, I tend to use the term elites as like a catch all. Really what I mean is like the uh, people who have the power and the influence to uh, direct other people 
to influence larger society. But yeah, I, what would you say to someone who might be feeling like a little paranoid and maybe getting a little too wrapped up in like the, oh, Bill Gates and Elon Musk are ruining my life. Like how, how can people not be tormented and find a kind of spiritual high ground to look at these things with uh, less fear? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that really helped me was to turn all that stuff off because regardless whether you know it all, you can recite everybody's name, you know what's going on politically, you're following everything, it doesn't make it not happen. And it's going to happen, and it's maybe, right, um, going to happen regardless whether you're glued to the television or tuned to that channel or tuned to that fear or tuned to that reality. It's it's good to be aware, but it's not good to keep tormenting and torturing and traumatizing yourself because then it becomes like this belief system. And then you start resonating on all of those problems. You know, you're not in solution. You're in fear-based or angry or disruption. And so you're not in charge of your own truth. And I believe regardless, like that's why they do all this is because they try and keep people out of their own truth. Because if, if people were in their own truth, they would have no power at all. Right. And so I'd say one of the very first best things I did personally was I turned a lot of that off. You know, it's like when we did that, I felt so dumb when we did that podcast and everyone was talking about political you know, and naming all these people and, you know, I know the basics, but, um, I just don't tune to that. Cause I just, it, it, it takes away my joy. And I think my joy to me now is more important than being right about something I have no control over in that capacity. And I feel like being in joy gives me greater control in my life. Um, and in my reality, because I'm, really interacting with people face to face, you know, I mean, that plays a part in like how I treat my children and my partner and people I interact with at my work or my dog or now would you, would you agree that if more people took that amazing approach that you just described that those maybe more nefarious players would have less influence because they weren't getting the attention of the masses, you know, I mean, I think that's an absolutely positive message, what you're saying, but I can, you know, see how some people might say, well, if you just stick your head in the sand, you know, of course, everything's going to seem fine, you know, because you're not noticing it all. But I wouldn't say that you're sticking your head in the sand at all. I would say that you're breaking away from the path to kind of influence others to set you know maybe follow in that direction you know i think we need more people to be uh influential in that way to say like hey you don't have to go with the mainstream what the main yeah and i think there's this illusion too that you know being non-participating in that messed up system somehow you're a passive person and i think anybody that knows me like understands like I'm, and being spiritual does not mean you're passive at all. I, I mean, I'm not a passive person. And I I think that 
you know, um, it's good to be aware of what's going on in the world, but to be immersed in it to the point where you're physically sick or drained or um, angry or afraid, you're living in sick. Like you're doing, you're, you're giving them the power that you wish wasn't existing. And by being connected and immersed in that, you're, you're part of the creating that bigger, right? I feel like that frequency works so well because so many people resonate on it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, instead of like burying your head in the sand, I'd say like, you know, I know this sounds really super cheesy, but it's just like shine your heart up. You know, it's like you need to lift your head up and really look what's going on. Cause there's a, if you're looking at this in a spiritual aspect or an emotional aspect, to me, there's no difference. They're trying to get something from you. Right. Yeah. And I think by tuning yourself to that constantly and not then like finding a solution for yourself, then you're just kind of creating that more and making it bigger, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, I'm fine if people think that, you know, I, I feel like, like I said, I felt really dumb for not knowing all the details or being really quick and sharp about, you know, the ins and outs of the political um, agendas of what's going on. But I haven't trusted the government since I was like 16 years old. And before that, I didn't know anything about the government because I didn't care. And so to me, I've never really, um, I've always been like, not anti-government, but anti-corruption. And I certainly understand that government and corruption are very interlinked. So I don't see the point in giving my attention to that. Absolutely. About it and wake people up from it, you know. That's that's absolutely how I've always felt. And I think the only reason I might have uh, strayed away from that is because to me, our most recent precedents seem like a bundle of conspiracy theories. There's conspiracy theories in every which way you looked you know so i think it definitely if it was designed to be that kind of psyop it definitely worked on a lot of my friends and then consequently me but i think i'm noticing the trend in at least podcasting that people are starting to go back to uh talking about politics less because you're right i mean a lot of us in this community have that same approach of like government and corruption are intertwined. So if we give our attention to them, we're just going to get disappointed over and over again because nothing ever changes, which is true to a certain extent. You know, I think I, um, I've always been anti-authoritarian. And then when it seemed like uh, Trump was draining the swamp, I'm like, oh, okay, he is too. But I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. But it's too... I think it's too soon to to make a call. I think everybody's trying to, you know, pretend like the last four years didn't happen, but we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, no need to talk about politics here. Um, What? uh, I have no idea. I, I, and and I'm not in a point where, I mean, I'm not saying because um, 
because I feel this way that there's not good things going on because they're pro I mean, there has to be right. Not everything is one sided. And I think there's probably a lot of people in government and, you know, that, that also want something different. I just don't like more and more where I'm at in my life. I'm like, but these are all the things like, maybe these are all the traumas that we need that are also reflecting like how we are internally, like the amount of hatred of um, like that um, Donald Trump invoked in people. I'm like, that's you. That was there in you. It's not like a man can't make you be that way. You're that way. Yeah. And, and um, so he, to me was almost like, you know, getting all these people really like drunk. It was like watching a bunch of drunk people just show their true demons. And um, it was really interesting to watch from my perspective. I was just like, and I, you know, I'm human. I get immersed in that and upset and emotionally, you know, hopeful and, and like fingers crossed and then let down and confused. And I think that's all part of it, you know, yeah. that that's all part of the process of what we need to find our own stability and our own truths, you know? So, well, I, and I think that what's so important about having a spiritual perspective like you and I do is that you don't get swept away in this information that you might research. So yeah, going down the politics rabbit hole might not be for everyone. I tend to go for the more historical angle just so we can understand why everything's going on the way it is now and with that become you know comes a lot of gloom because you're looking at the facts you're saying to yourself well this isn't good this doesn't add up but at the same time it never really gets me down because i realize that the only reason i'm looking at this stuff rather than everyone else is because it's important it needs to be done and not everyone can do it so for whatever reason, I like doing it. <laughs> so I'm going to do it, you know, and that's just, that's the kind of spiritual faith I have, at least in myself and my higher self that I'm being guided towards something that's, you know, going to benefit the greater good and consequently me, but more importantly, the greater good, you know, and I think that yeah, you have to get into some dark topics to, to really understand what's going on you know with like the occult and all this esoteric stuff i think a lot of people just prefer to believe it doesn't exist and it's not real and it's just like you know the Grimm's fairy tale and that's it that's where it stops you know oh yeah it, magic is just in those fairy tale books and that's it you know but the truth is i mean folks like you are doing things like sound healing which 100 or 200 years ago would have been considered magic you know so how yeah. how far-fetched is it really right yeah well and you know i do other th you know like um like pendulum work and uh you know doing things like emotional clearing and reiki all of these things that i think are are natural gifts that we all possess and we can all learn how to do these things like we 
I listened to the, I think the newest tinfoil hats um, about the Akashic records, which I, uh, you know, I um, do the Akashic records. That's part of my training is spiritual response therapy, which is clearing Akashic records and going in and clearing out people's belief systems and programs that they're running on, right? Through accessing the Akashic records and I think that throughout time, these these things have that are I think are gifts have been kind of stolen. Or there's also there's also an other aspect to that. Like anything can be used to like contact low frequency or high frequency vibrations. And so I think that it's like it's not an accident that a lot of these occult symbolisms have been turned against us to either scare us or change the meaning of them. And um, I think about that a lot just because I've done a lot of spiritual studies and these symbols and these ways of practicing are not bad. It's the person doing them that and the intention that they're holding is what is making the difference. And I don't you know, I don't believe that you should just go out and conjure something because you saw a movie or because you believe in magic. Like you have to learn how to protect yourself, understand like who you're dealing with, making sure that you are, you know, on a high frequency. So that way you can under, and so that way you know the difference of who you're dealing with. But yeah, I think that people in power, whomever they may be, also know all that information and use it for nefarious reasons. And I think that's no accident. It's in all the children's movies and they make movies about it to not only indoctrinate you and program you in front of you, but then turn it around. If you say anything about it, that you're like, Oh, that's just a movie. Like you just believe in movies. Like that's (laughs) fantasy when really they're just doing it and they're showing you what they're doing right in front of you. Yeah, no, I. that's part of the magician's trick is to kind of tease you with the truth and then make you think it's all fake, you know? Right. I think, uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of spell craft we'll see during the halftime show at the Super Bowl this year, just like we did last year and Groundhog's Day and all the other weird uh, events. Pray. If you're going to watch that stuff, you need to pray and clear yourself before and after, you know, and it's like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is like, I, I don't think, watch. I, I do clear myself. <laughs> yeah. You don't watch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't watch that stuff either, but, um, you know, I, I think just with what I've done in my life, I've always been able to like sense frequency I just didn't have a name for what I was doing even when I was a little kid like I've just always been and I don't think I'm special or anything I think a lot of people can do that and to me I think you know when you're not following or harnessing your gifts I think it can manifest into you know sickness or addictions or being checked out or you know um, because you're compensating for something that you know is inside of you. You just don't know how to access it, you know? And so that's why I'm, you know, that's one of the reasons why I 
I did that for myself. I do that for myself. And then I got to a point where I wanted to share that with others because I feel like it's really important. Yeah. You know, it's like I taught, I used to teach yoga classes. And when people would find out the first thing they tell me is like, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, you do yoga to learn how to become flexible. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you know, and that's with anything, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, it, that's, it, that's, um, it's just always you. putting like the cart before the horse is, yeah. and, and people love to make excuses as to why they can't show up for themselves. And if, if sound or spirituality or yoga is not your thing, who cares? Like find your thing that brings you joy. And if, if it's politics and football, like <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like the uh the, the government issued um culture you know cultural tastes here's your government issued uh tastes yeah. what you like you know it's all been predetermined for you and if you stray away from the what everyone else is interested in then you're a weirdo <laughs> you're a weirdo you're a, yeah well you know going back to what we were talking about i think even people that you know um i think it's not by accident that you have a spiritual calling. It's not by accident that I have a spiritual calling, whether you believe in past lives or not, it's probably, there's probably some truth that you have experienced these things before. Right. And so it's like, that's why I think things become very easily accessible to us. It's like, Oh, I, it's the truth, you know, and it's a truth that it becomes, something that you resonate with inside, you know, and to me, I'm like, well, that's probably because you did it in a past life. And then I do feel like some people don't share that or they cut themselves off and it manifests in like addiction or other ways because they had to hide that, you know, maybe 300 years ago when they were practicing it or, you know, there's all kinds of, of things going on inside of us on so many different levels, so many different variables that we're really unaware of on, you know, you got your conscious, you got your super subconscious, you got your subconscious mind, you're running on generational programs that you're unaware of. Um, you know, you can have future lives going on that take on this whole, you know, world of its own that you don't even really know. And, you know, I hear so many people like, just always questioning why this is happening to them and just really kind of living in this like victim stance of existence. And to me, I've always, even at my worst, I still wanted to figure out why, like not why is this happening to me, but like, how can I tap into higher levels of how to communicate with this, you know, yeah. and so understand deeper. I think uh, I think a lot of listeners are with us here. You know, I've been surprised at the awesome like comments and uh, messages I get from the Patreon listeners, and a lot of them they're experiencing synchronicities. They're going through you know psychic moments and relationships they have, and, and saying like, "Oh wow, I think this was you know a synchronicity. What does it mean?" And I'm I'm shocked because I'm like, "Oh wow, I'm not alone," you know, at all by any means. And then I get introduced to people like you who have 
I mean, made a living off of teaching people stuff like this. I mean, right. You do sound healing for people as professionally, you do Reiki, you do a number of things to help people get, you know, their energy centered and balanced. And so for those folks who might already be at that next level, what would you say to like maintain? Are there things that you recommend for like diet? And obviously you're not a dietitian, but have you noticed things that work for you uh, as far as like clean water or clean food and, and how that affects your psychic um, body? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I say, I'd say meditation. I'm actually going to do an episode on uh, consciousness on tap, which is on Patreon, by the way. Um, I don't ever want to tell people like that there's one set way. But for me, like, I really follow my guidance. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, when they meet me, they'll be like, assume I'm a vegan and, you know, I don't smoke or drink. I don't do drugs or anything like that. And um, <laughs> I just always think it's kind of funny uh, how people assume that I am. Um, and really, the answer to that is, like, I follow my guidance. And I try to really listen to what my body is telling me. And that's a very new thing for me because, um, you know, for a large part of my life, I was very disconnected from my body. I think I, you know, I certainly didn't like enter this world wanting to be here. And, and even though I felt thing like, I think I felt things like so deeply that I went into overwhelm and sort of disconnect. And I spent a large part of my life connected on some levels, but, you know, I was more like up in the spirit realm and not really on like grounded on this earth, like connected and not connected to my physical body. And so, you know, now I would just say, really tune in and listen. I think meditation every day, I do meditation every day. Um, I, and that doesn't mean I just sit and ohm all day long, I, but I dedicate like some time to really check in with, uh, myself. And, um, I of course like do sound, um, like I do toning every day because I feel like that really allows me to, it like clears the channel for me to receive information from source or from myself, really. I mean, it's yeah. connecting with your higher self. And for those who, who might not get it, because I kind of feel a need to clarify for maybe my own sake, it's like 100% agree with what you're saying. But like consider, like, let's say you have a toothache. Most people, if they don't go to the pharmacist to find some kind of cream, they might go to the dentist, right? What does that represent? That represents not listening to your body, right? Because if you took a few steps back before you ran to the drugstore, before you ran to the doctor's office, you meditated and you thought about why this was happening. You know, this is something that happened to me for a long time. I had issues with my, my dental health and obviously it was my diet. You know, there was too much sugar going in and I either didn't know that or didn't want to accept that. And right. eventually it just led to, enough problems to where I was like, I got to do something about it. And what I realized was instead of going and spending thousands of dollars 
at a dentist, I can go and study how my teeth actually work and find out what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> so I did. And I started eating this really rich yogurt that's full of calcium and fat. And I'll tell you, Lindsay, since I've made that a regular part of my diet, nothing wrong with my teeth. They're strong, healthy, feel great. Of course, you got to brush them and all that. But I mean, you know, the the thing was, is like, I could have just kept going back to the dentist and they wouldn't have helped me. They would have just kept pulling my teeth out until I had none left, you know, and not told me about my diet and not told me about sugar and just told me to brush my teeth, which really doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah. And that too, which is, you know, another huge problem. And people who are curious about fluoride, I did an episode on fluoride. Uh, I, I need a yeah. Yeah. I yeah. How, how has that uh, affected your work? Because I know when I stopped doing the fluoride in the toothpaste, that was like 15 or 16. I figured that one out and yeah. uh, completely cut it out. And then sometime later, I realized it was in all the water I was drinking. So I now I only drink certain type of water, which I know has no fluoride in it. And it's well, they had, like in Juno, um, we don't have fluoride in our water. We actually, they tried to get fluoride in our water. I don't let my daughter get fluoride treatments when we go to the dentist. It's like in her chart. I don't put fluoride on my teeth. We have hippie toothpaste, um, you know, but even beyond that, like, I think regardless, one of the things I want to say, um, I think it's really good to be aware, but I also went kind of off on the deep end as far as I kind of chalked everything up to just being like, and I've met people that are like, oh, you know, just almost like, it's like, it's like that can become another fear, but it's like, we have to live on this planet. I'm gonna have toxins in my body. I can't always have access to like, water that's been prayed over you know but the coolest thing to me is just like i think once you really develop that connection with source and it's just instant and to where you can really communicate you know i mean i've been like i if you know i really do a lot with numbers you know so if i want to know something i'm like i want to see you know either this number or that number and it's like boom one or the other and so I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's like, I don't base everything off of that, but I'm just saying you can open up the communication channels and have a lot more power than you think. And I think that's even like, you know, if you're in a position where you're not able to access what you need to protect yourself as much as possible. And so I was, uh, I'll tell you a story. I had to go get an MRI scan. This was a long time ago, like in my 20s, because I trashed my body. I was not connected to my body. And I was really abusive to my body for a very, very long time. And to me, that really, that has, that was like a huge part of my life, but it was also a huge part of like how to heal myself. Right. And it was a lot from experiencing ch childhood trauma, but I think also being very empathic and not having any sort of capacity to handle that. And anyways, I had to go, um, I was having a lot of stomach problems. And so I had to go get an MRI scan to see like what was going on with my body. And I was like, I didn't want to get the scan, but I knew I had to like 
figure out what was going on. And uh, so I meditated really hard and like created this like shield around my body and the MRI machine didn't work. It like wouldn't work. And so the lady like had to reset it. And so I like communicated and I was like, well, shield me, but like, let the machine work, you know? And some people, you know, I've, I've always wondered, I'm like, well, maybe you're just mentally ill and think that all these magical things are happening to you all the time. And I'm like, well, who gives a shit? Like, it's fun. So I'm with you yeah, there. hundred percent. I would rather live that kind of a life where I'm, I'm always getting like confirmation that I'm being listened to, you know, and that I have a lot more say in my life. And so, you know, to answer your question, I would say, start with that, like really open up this communication with yourself because even your highest self, that's an aspect within you. These are all like, inner space is never ending it's infinite and and you, you know, just gotta try you've got to try and like a lot of a lot of parts of ourselves are fragmented from living on this planet and i believe that we can go in and retrieve these parts of ourselves and start becoming more whole and once you become more whole things get a lot more obvious and you don't live in like this reactionary world you know, you sort of get to live in this magical world and you can see like the illusions that are being put before you to kind of get you out of your power, which makes you very powerful, you know? And I think, um, I hope that people do that and, and play around with that. And I would say, just be really more, just be playful because I think that's really where it's at. I think I did an episode on, it's like children, like when I do sound, a lot of what I'm doing is you're, you're, you're changing your brainwave state, right? You're going from altering consciousness through brainwave state. And some of the instruments that I use put you in theta. And theta is what children like age seven and under are in, which is just you're open, which is why they can under like remember their past lives or communicate with loved ones that have passed on or they are just really aware of the spirit world they're still in it and they're really open to it and so going into these different brainwave states specifically theta allows you to go like that's really when you can have miracles happen right i mean and magic happen and kids when you think, you know, they're in magic and then we, you know, and we encourage our children to believe in magic. And then at a certain age, once we totally wholeheartedly get their hearts connected to that, you know, we send them to public school or have somebody just, you know, the parents have to like pull the plug on this magic and rip it and traumatize them into growing up. And then everyone sort of becomes an asshole on how to like navigate their life. And it's like, you get to be in the competition of like, who can be the biggest asshole as a way of like, you know, navigating. And there's a million variables within that. But I think when you start to go back, like through the healing process, you come back to that childlike state as and understand, like you can play with all of this energy. Like it's very playful. 
And when you start healing trauma, deep, deep trauma, you sort of come back to, you know, healing those parts of yourself that you weren't able to like show up for when you were a child, but you were so open that it, that, that was the most beautiful part about it. You know, that's why it hurts so deeply. You were so open. Your heart was open. And, you know, I believe that part of the goal for my life is to go back into that state, but be also protected, like be the mother, be the father, but also be the child and have them all coexist and not be trying to destroy one another. Um, because I think that's when I feel most connected, you know? Absolutely. And your, uh, your dog has been uh, peeking over your shoulder a little bit in the past two or three minutes. She's like, are you going to take me outside or not? Are you going <laughs> to on this podcast for because I got stuff to do. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> Her name's Scully. Scully? Oh, yeah. Very cool. I'm, I'm totally like Kara Hi, Scully. Aw, hi. <laughs> so I've, um, I've always been like, when I find my true kindred spirit, I'll like run into somebody else's dog that's named Mulder, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me when that happens. <laughs> I know. It's gonna it's like gonna be the most amazing moment of my life. Like if I'm like Scully and someone's like Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been uh it's been a what, almost an hour now. You got anything to to wrap this up? Uh anything you wanna leave our listeners with? Um, you know, I just, I just think that it's really important to let people know that when they are feeling really disempowered and small and, um, depressed or defeated, like that is a true sign that it's not right. Like that's not your truth. Like the truth is big and it's expansive and it's light and it feels, you know, uh, connected. Even if you're alone, you know, you don't have to be around a million people. I'm talking like true connection. Um, and I just think that, you know, I think the more we understand that these are, it's just indicators of how to be in this world and how to how to navigate through this world i think then people will be less afraid you know and um i don't know you know i i don't really have great words of wisdom except that i think people are a lot more capable than they think they are well i think you're understating it because this whole podcast has been great words of wisdom (laughs) from Lindsay foreman Uh, but yeah no, I mean, 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that you can really only be defeated by this darkness is if you let it, you know, all you got to do is shine your light brighter and, uh, you know, the light always wins. But, it uh, does. And it's, a, it's, it's way more powerful and it's, a, it's way more, um, it's a lot more inclusive. And so, you know, if you feel excluded, that's a sign that you're maybe not going in the right direction. You know, even if everyone is in agreement with what you're saying and you're, it's going on, if, but if there's still like, that's not it for you, then it's because like 
you know, I think then that's really the time to go within and look for something within yourself. And, you know, I'm a huge advocate of just self-learning. Like when I wanted to learn about the chakras, I got a book on chakras and I started reading about it. Like when I wanted to learn yoga, I just started learning how to do yoga. I got books and I, you know, and I have really done that with a lot of different um, disciplines, you know, and it's just, for me, that's fascinating. I, I think I'll always want to explore how different ways of information of how people kind of connect with higher levels of consciousness. Um, now, is this something that people can look forward to with uh, consciousness on tap? Now, are you going to be getting into some like techniques and actual practical things that people can do to, uh, to make their lives a little more spiritual or more yeah. balanced. Yeah, for sure. And I think a big part of that is like really understanding that the universe is always talking to you. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I want. One of the, you know, the kind of like a foundation for the podcast is that it's, it's happening really, whether you agree with it or not. <laughs> You know, and you don't have to tune into it the same way that I do, you know, or anybody does. You find your own way. You don't have to be a spiritualist that has, um, you know, a connection with source. Call it whatever you want. Like, even if it's your own, you know, like the force or, you know, your own power. Who cares what you call it? Um, but so that's really what I want to um, get across is just kind of how to read that, how to work with that. And when I started really waking up, which was like, you know, after I had a pretty scary experience when I was 26 years old, um, I feel like that was the universe basically showing me like I can either continue down this path of self-destruction or I can stop feeling sorry for myself and start really addressing my trauma. And it wasn't some sort of golden path after that. It was painful as shit. You know, it hurt. It sucks. You know, I even have an episode called Sometimes Healing Sucks because it does, you know, and the, when something was so painful that it felt like you had to disconnect from your spirit to survive it, and then you you go back and you recouple with that, it's like it's like experiencing that death. And, but it's incredible to like walk through that onto the other side because you come out so much stronger and so much more powerful than you ever thought and so much more supported, I think, than you ever realized that you were and your worth um, and your, like, there is no deserving. It's just your, it's your birthright. It's you. That's what you are. There's no, there's no thing. You don't need to do something special to um activate that you know absolutely so i think that um you know i so yes to answer your question that's going to be a big part of consciousness on tap is really kind of i guess having a lot more guidance with that and techniques that you can use and ways that you can help yourself that's going to be on that is on patreon.com um, i think slots slash spirit junkie it's like one of the tiers that you can sign up for spirit junkies just you know you can get that any, anywhere 
So patreon.com slash spirit junkie. They can sign up for the tiers to get the uh, new podcast consciousness on tap. Awesome. I, I think so. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. If not, we'll put the correct link in the episode yeah. description. Yeah. So just go for the episode description to check out Lindsay's yeah. podcast. But yeah, Lindsay, I mean, the first time you're on, fantastic. Second time you've joined me, another great episode. I love podcasting with you. And, uh, yeah. you know, however I can help you out with this um, consciousness on tap and, and any future projects, please just let me know. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, like you're a huge part of like, I guess just confirmation that the world is a magical place, you know? And uh, it's funny. I know you were saying that, you know, you, somebody had asked you um, to find if you knew anybody that did sound healing. And, you know, I just, I heard you talk on tinfoil hat about Alistair Crowley and that was a really funny show to me. I was just laughing the whole time, but I really thought the way that you conducted yourself was pretty magical. And regardless of, you know, all of that, um, you know, that'd be a whole nother episode to go into, but that was really listening to you. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. So I just like threw it out there and I'm glad you, you know. did. And here we are. I'm glad we did too, because it's just been, you know, it's just part of the fun of being on this planet. Yeah, I didn't even know that's a, that's how you found me uh, through the Alistair episode. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, fun fun things I've heard afterwards. A lot of people had uh, mixed feelings about it. But overall, most people liked the episode, so I'm pretty proud of it. I thought it was like one of the most fantastic episodes, really. And, you know, one of the things that you said, and I'll just totally be an advocate for like taking sides, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, but... One of the most intelligent things that you said, I think, is that him showing the world these symbols and um, like almost revealing the secretness of it. And I understand what Sam was saying as far as people using that for evil and fuck those people. But they exist whether Alistair Crowley existed or not. And so I understood that you were saying like it also can help people identify what's messed up, like what's being shown to you, how these symbols are used to control, you know, and that it has, you know, brought awareness. I mean, you could say the same thing, like, you know, that the internet is evil and look at all the shit that's on it, but still it brings a lot of information to people that would not necessarily ever have gotten that without it. Yeah. So, you know, I just, uh, yeah. That was a good episode. Thank you. Well, I mean, to your point about yoga, Aleister Crowley was one of the first white people to ever write about yoga. So, you know. Right. <laughs> so. You know, and, and bringing that to the Western culture and, you know, there's and he's, there's always going to be people manipulating people in any facet and spirituality is no different. That's, you know, that's, I have a whole podcast on like, it's called cultish world and a lot of it's just like be your own guru do not follow other people like when you start following your truth people will show up to help you but the people that you know you're also going to be attracting like these dark things because your light is bright 
and you need to be the one to navigate through that, you know, and understand that, you know, if you, if you come across somebody like that, it doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path. It means that they exist and you can't separate yourself from those two worlds. You have to navigate through that. And that's why it's so important to know your own truth. You know, there's nothing more important than that to me, you know, and I, we could do a whole nother episode on that. I've been prey to, you know, because I was desperate and I had, I went and followed, not followed people, but let people take away my power by listening to what they had to say. Mm. And to me, spiritual people that are really on that path, don't do that. It doesn't create that, you know, I might tell people that something they don't want to hear, but I certainly, um, don't do it in a way I think that takes away somebody's own power. Like I know better than them, you know, that's yeah. And that's why I love podcasting so much is because previously it was always a game of like, well, does this person want to know what I'm about to tell them? And then I kind of (laughs) realized like, Oh, you should only talk about this stuff with people who ask about it. Cause otherwise people are going to be like, what do you, you know, and it's, you get so many negative reactions as you start to think that you're wrong and you're not, you're just right. new. You're on a subject that people haven't heard of yet. And with podcasts, it's like, there's no, you know, forcing it. To listen. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. People who want to hear this stuff will find it. And that's, what's great about it. But Lindsay, I really hope everyone who listens to this connects with you on Patreon and my Patreon as well. While you're at it, you know, check out the, my yeah. family thinks I'm crazy. Patreon. Uh, check out Consciousness on Tap. You can find that by searching Spirit Junkie on Patreon.com. And if that's not correct, we'll have the correct description in the episode description. So thank you for listening to the My Family Think Some Crazy podcast. Lindsay, you got yeah. anything else that the listeners need to know how to find you, how to get in touch? Spirit um. uh, what is it on you can Instagram? Go to my website, spiritualpathways.info. And, it's like info. and um, I am on Instagram, but it's mostly just pictures of nature and my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark, I have to have you back on my podcast too. So you can That's be on it. consciousness on tap. Let's totally do that. I'm down. I'll talk about my uh, bowl meditation. Yeah, totally. That'd be All great. right. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Lindsay. Um, and have a good night, folks. Mark is bananas. Crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I'm Don't listen crazy to him. For feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC.